Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A lot of people are talking about whether or not regular seasons in the NBA or the NHL, even the MLB, even matter anymore considering what we've seen over the past few seasons. You look at the Miami Heat last season in the NBA, snuck into the playoffs as a play-in team, went all the way to the finals. You look at the Florida Panthers in the NHL, Snuck in. Wildcard team went all the way to the finals. Then you look at a team like the Phillies in baseball. Wildcard team went to the finals a couple seasons ago. And in this season, they just knocked out the Braves, the best team in baseball. How do you make the regular season matter? And that's something that myself, Albert Vartanian, Justin Pooney, and Sean McCormick, we're going to try and do today. We're trying to find storylines and teams to watch out for to make the regular season matter for you. So we're talking NHL and NBA and a couple guys that we're going to have on our list, obviously in the NHL, Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby. You got to watch these guys because who knows how much more time we have with them. In the NBA, it's endless with storylines. You got Zion, you got Damon Giannis, you got Harden, you got LeBron James. James entering year 21. So we'll talk about those things and a few more. And we're also going to touch on Victor Wembenyama, who this past weekend for the Spurs in preseason action, I watched it. I can't get over it. I'm convinced after watching that, and this is a crazy take, but he's going to be the greatest player ever. Go back and watch those highlights, and you're going to see a 7 4 guy who can play as a point guard, a shooting guard, a small forward, power forward, and a center. He's dunking pretty much from the free throw line, taking alley-oops from the free throw line, Euro stepping from the three-point line, running the lane, crossover, step-back jumpers. I've never seen anybody do that. We also have Connor Bedard in the NHL for the Chicago Blackhawks. But the question I'm going to pose to Sean and Justin is red pill, blue pill, red pill being you can only watch Wembenyama for the rest of your rest of your life or the rest of their career or blue pill. You watch Bedard. Which one are you taking? And it was an interesting conversation. Uh, the takes were good. You can go either way, really, because both these guys are going to be fantastic. At least they're supposed to be in early days. It's showing that they will be. So we'll talk about that to start off the show. So stay tuned. And don't forget, this is Homestand Sports and I'm Albert Vartanian. All right, Sean McCormick. Oh, hey. All right, Justin Pooney. Oh, hey. Imagine Morpheus. Morpheus? From The Matrix. Yeah. I never watched The Matrix. No. <laughs> this is no. This is how we're starting this podcast? Yeah. Keanu Reeves was in that, right? Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne was yeah, yeah, Morpheus, yeah, yeah. the bald guy. Oh, the, the tight glasses. Right? Yes, yeah, there okay, you go. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. We start that again. He was, he was <clears> uh, Sean? <laughs> Justin? Hey. Imagine Morpheus walked in here. <laughs> So should I just pretend that we didn't have a, yeah, yeah. a conversation off camera? That <laughs> Imagine Morpheus walked in here. He had red pill, blue pill. Mm-hmm. Blue pill is you can watch Victor Wembenyama for the rest of your life. Okay. Or the other pill, because I forgot which color I said already. Red. The blue pill is Connor Bedard. You got to pick one of those pills. You take one of those, and you can only watch one of those players for the rest of your life. After what I saw this past weekend mm-hmm. with Victor Wembenyama... I sent you guys a message. Yes. He's going to be the greatest player of all time. And we'll get into that. Stream hyperbole, but... Okay, what pill are you taking? Justin. I'm taking the Wemby pill still. Yes. No, no because you think about <laughs> Hold like on, this. let him go. Think there about it like this, right? Bedard is great, supremely talented, but we've seen players kind of like him before. 
right? Yep. If I want to take a pill to watch one hockey play for the rest of my life at their apex and their prime, it's Connor McDavid, right? That's currently playing of all time. We can get into that later. But um, Connor McDavid, by far and away, would be the only player I'd want to watch because of the speed, the skill, the way he could have that high amount of skill at such a high rate of speed, right? That's Connor McDavid. Connor Bedard will be a great player, but I just don't think I want... I wouldn't want to watch him. Whereas with Victor Wembanyama, did you see what he was doing? He euro stepped into a dunk from the three point from line. the three point line, yeah. right? Yeah. He's hitting contested through, and not only contested because he's so tall, but like he's pulling up for three and stuff like that. That's something we haven't seen. I want to watch Wembanyama. My take is kind of the same because I look at Bedard and I love, I love watching him play so far over yeah. the past couple of games. Shot attempts are like through the roof. He yeah. can clearly play, and he's going to get better. Absolutely, but. He's nothing that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Is he that much different than, you know, Connor McDavid or even, you know, Patrick Kane? Whereas you look at Wemby and comparisons are Kevin Durant, Rudy Gobert, you know, Porzingis. I'm a sure hybrid. Yeah, a hybrid all of all those guys, guys yeah. right? And he can do everything. Like this past weekend, I know it's preseason, and let's just throw it out of the way. We understand mm-hmm. it's preseason. But with that said, he can play at 7-4 every single position. Absolutely. He played point guard. He can play the center. I mean, there's a chance. I'm looking at numbers. I'm like, there hasn't been like a 200 block guy since like 2015, 16 Gobert. He can do that this season. 23 points at 23. He points. might average like a triple double yeah. this season. Like he might walk to a triple double. Yeah, maybe. And, yeah, maybe. And we'll get to your thing too as well. Also, I look at you know for the foreseeable p- future, coaching. Yes. Wemby has maybe the best, one of the best coaches of all time. Top three coach of all Pop, time. Pop, right? Yeah. He's got rings. He's been to the finals a bunch of times. He's dealt with these stars before. He knows how to handle them and nurture them mm-hmm. and make them as good as he wants them to be. And for the foreseeable future, he's going to be their head coach. In Chicago, there's going to be some turnover, some change. So I'm not saying the Spurs are going to win a championship uh, before the Blackhawks or vice versa. I just like the position that Wemby is in, and I like what he brings because it's something that we've never seen before, Sean. No, I, I don't disagree with your points. I, I think that he is the, an elite player that that will have a, a very good career, albeit a short career. Ooh, He won't play for very long. And that's not me wishing injury upon him. That's just what you've seen out of guys who are seven feet tall and, 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 and more in the NBA. You haven't seen the longevity of, of a lot of stars that are that size uh, play for very long. Um, well, Kareem oh, played like for six, 21 seasons. Six out of like 23 uh, NBA players that have been listed at seven feet tall. Uh, only six of them have played over 500 NBA games. Right. Um, who are those players though? It's like Rick Smith, Mark Eaton, yeah. Zdrunas Ilgauskas, uh, Shaq. Yao Ming didn't quite make it there. Yao Ming didn't play 500 NBA games. No, he only played 481. Wow. Holy Sean is wow. Wow. Bringing in the I heat. I didn't know. Dude. I thought he would have. And he's in the Hall of Fame. My, my numbers could be skewed perhaps. I That's got them fine. from Wikipedia. No. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. But, um, but and, and, and I worry about it too because Wemby, I, albeit young, mm-hmm. he's only 210 pounds listed. Yeah. Like That's I mean, true. that'll that'll help him with the quickness and everything. But again, once you get into the regular season, into the postseason, like it's going to get a bit tougher for him, right? The lanes, the, obviously, he's going to be the focus of a lot of defense, so he's going to get double teamed a lot. I mean, it's going to be tough to double team him. He's again, he's a freak of nature. He's he is, you know, somebody we haven't seen one of one. And I do believe that Connor Bedard isn't one of one. I do I do see what you guys see. Like he's not. You know, he could be the next McDavid, Matthews. He could be one of the best players mm-hmm. in the NHL. But I do think he'll be around for a lot longer than Wembenyama will be. And that's why I'm picking Connor Bedard as the player that I want to watch. Um, 
And again, I think you can't go be wrong with either answer. I think it's, again, they're both super elite talents, but I, I want the longevity of somebody who I think could break records. Somebody I think could, you know, be around for a long time, possibly win a lot of championships. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back on what you said about like seven footers. I get what you're saying. Longevity isn't there mm-hmm. with a lot of them. Yeah. But if you look at a Mark Eaton, Rick Smith's, a completely different era different yeah. type of athlete but I, are you worried I, I just saw a video of when yeah like he can his flexibility is incredible oh, he yeah. can stand up and his head can basically touch his ankles yeah like rick smiths and those guys weren't able to do and that and the, the way athletes took care of their yeah. bodies is completely different yeah. i think you know you have the support staff around you yeah. and the money the money is sure. different i mean look at lebron he invests what a million over a million dollars a year, a year on, yeah. on his body i mean depending on how much Wembenyama is going to make, he'll be able to do the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, but like at the NBA though, they're going to, I mean, and you're alluding to the players who of yesteryear who didn't have the load management. Right. But uh, now that's true they're, too, they're yeah. cracking down on that. So like, I'll see, how, uh, well, I'll believe when I see how it are, how are these athletes that have been used to, and again, not Wemby so much, yeah. but not used to the grind of an 82 game season, maybe Wemby, you know, that's well, he did t- play. He did play professionally in Europe and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but the biggest thing for me is when to counter to that point is, yeah, you could literally like it's not as physical in the NBA anymore. The physicality in the NBA is gone now, right? Yeah. Like you can literally, if you sneeze on somebody, it's a foul, right? There's it. D- the longevity of players again. Do I think NBA players now are a lot more coddled, and that's why they don't want to play as much, right? Because they never had to. Uh, yes, but when I look at this situation with Wemby, I think. With the Spurs, again, they did it with Kawhi. They kind of, and Tim Duncan, and Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili. They've always put their player in the best position to, you know, maintain their longevity. Tim Duncan played, what, 20, not 20 seasons? 20 seasons. 20 seasons, right? Matt Manu played nearly around the same. Tony Parker had an extended career. Kawhi, the Kawhi situation was more so of a trust thing. And that had more to do with his personality, right? But for the majority of the time that Pop has been in San Antonio, Everybody's been taken care of, and all their main players have played for a very long time and have a whole lot of longevity. That's why I think it will help Wemby to be in that system in San Antonio where they have such good structure there. Um, and I think, look, even if it's five seasons of Wemby, I take that rather than watching 10 or 15 seasons of Bedard. Yeah, in a short, uh, yeah. short span, you just turn back to Bedard. No, but going back <laughs> yeah, to like, exactly. the, no, seriously. No, no, that's not the question. <laughs> no, no, that's not the question. But going back to like the physicality in the NBA. Who's going to bang bodies in the NBA? There's no, the, you're not going up against Karl Malone, you know, Dikembe Mutombo, Ben Wallace, Shaquille O'Neal. Yep. I mean, centers are point forwards now. Yeah, yeah right? you still got some big guys there. There but are yeah. some big guys, but you know, week in and week out, night in and night out, he's not going under the basket and getting pushed around. Yeah, and he's going to take a lot of these centers out of the equation down low he's, anyway. Exactly, he's, he's going to stretch the floor. They're going the guys the running at the, full speed, exactly. crossover. Step back jumper at seven four. You know, I can't believe what I saw this weekend, guys. Honestly, yeah. and I also, can't stop watching. And those also, highlights. this, this is, there's a blueprint to this too. Because look at Giannis when he first came in, he was just as he skinny, was scrawny, yeah. just as like you, people worried about his weight. Now look at him. Yeah. Once he's over the years, he's built his body up. Where now he's jacked, and he's nobody's going to stop him going down the lane too. And I think I don't know if Wemby's going to get that jacked, but like as time goes on, and he you know he understands his body and understands the ebbs and flows of. Uh, an NBA season, you're going to see him get bigger and bigger. The one guy I'd worry about, though, the most is Chet Holmgren. We saw, again, him and Wemby went off last week in the preseason. Great matchup, but he's somebody I worry about because he has injury problems from last year. Yeah, he does. Yes. Um, anyway, I'm looking forward to watching both of these guys play. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we keep hearing about the comps for these guys. Where are you with Wemby? You know, Kedrick Perkins just came out and said a 7-4 Kevin Durant. That was actually said, like, during 
like mm-hmm. his draft scouting. But is there anybody else you can think of? Honestly, like we mentioned before, he could be a hybrid of like a Gobert, um, I. Manute Bull, maybe it's tough. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I yeah, Manute Bull, somebody like Bull Bull? Chris Stapps. I think is yeah. somebody again because Chris Stapps can shoot the three, mm-hmm. right? Where like you're not getting too many threes from Rudy Gobert. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's tough because he could be like the first. When people say he's a unicorn, he actually is. Like we haven't seen a guy like this. What Minyama you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he he has the footwork. He has the ability to dribble the ball too. Chris Stapps. Mm-hmm. I don't know, right? So. When I look at Wemby play, look, you saw the watch the clips, everybody online. Watch the clips. You see the way he plays the game, right? It's very fluid, right? And big guys normally aren't that fluid, right? You look at Joel Embiid. Yes, he can kind of dribble a little bit, but it's sometimes a bit, it's a bit cumbersome, right? When I watch Wemby play, it's so fluid. And I think if he can get his game right, I think this, and he can stay healthy, like we mentioned, the sky's the limit for And they guy. just throw it up in the air wherever they want it. He'll go and grab Absolutely. it. Absolutely. He caught an alley-oop from the free throw line and slammed it in. Yeah. Like he's dunking yeah. from outside the restricted area. Yeah. These are things that we've never seen. Exactly. And his, I was just reading about his brother, Oscar, 16 years old, 6'8". Oh, okay. So watch out. There's another yeah, one there's coming. Another one, exactly. There's another one coming, by the way. So I just wonder after Wembenyama, how many more are going to come at that height, that ability, that skill? Because that seems to be the way that the NBA is going. We're seeing it now. The big guys that are coming in, they can now all handle the ball. They can shoot the ball. Because that's what basketball is now. Nobody's throwing, putting their back to the basket, going the post, spin move. Like that, nobody's doing that anymore. Yeah, bring that nobody, back. Nobody's elbowing guys to get positioning or anything like <laughs> Love that. that. No, they're not doing that no more. It's not the game. And Wemby's got a mid game too. He does. He's got everything. God, yeah, I, I mean, he's guy. got the, the potential to be again. He could be an all time great. He could be. He could I, be. I, I don't know. He I, will I, be Sean McCormick. <laughs> I kind of feel bad. We're kind of you know dismissing Bedard, but that's not what we want to do. Bedard's Fr- still going to be incredible. That, back to Friday's conversation. Is, right. is Connor Mc, Connor Bedard overhyped or underhyped? Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. I mean, the guy's still going to be a beast, you would no, think. Yeah. But he's small, too. He's going to get pushed around. It feels like hockey, like the NHL, is going back to bigger players, slowly but surely. And I'll get into that in the next segment when we talk about you know what to look forward to in, mm-hmm. in regular season play. But maybe maybe if, if more physicality comes back to the NHL, then a player like him could be in trouble. I mean, I doubt it. That could be no, I, again, the crazy rules. to the say. The rules of the game have changed. They, they, want, really they want guys like Bedard to be able to rack up points. We saw, remember... You know, He's after exciting. the lockout, you know, 100 points was a, a, a very big milestone. It still is. But look, last year, there was like an all-time high almost in the years for, you know, the amount of players at 100 points. So the game's going back up scoring-wise. And so, yeah. Yeah, they'll try to limit the interference and and, yeah, and, and, and all that. So I'm, I'm not worried about the... I think like, they like should... Like uh, about the NBA getting rid of the physicality. The NHL is I want the NHL to too. bring back the blue paint rule, man. No skate in the crease. <laughs> skate in the crease. Brett Hall style. Uh, so no question, those two guys, Bedard and Webanyama, are two reasons to watch a regular season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mentioned this in the open, but I mean, a lot of talk has been around the regular season. Does it actually matter? I mean, you can make the case for both ways. I think more so that it doesn't. If you looked at what's happened in the NBA with the Miami Heat, the NHL with the Panthers, MLB with the Phillies. Mm -hmm. But those two guys are definitely worth watching. We'll take a little break, but the next segment, I want to go over, you know, what storylines or teams can make the NBA and NHL season moving forward be watchable for you at least. So we'll talk about that. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we got to make the regular season matter again, boys. We <laughs> have to. Make regular season sports great again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It used to be great, right? It used to mean a lot. But anyway, let's, let's start. Let's, let's rank, you know, for each of us, must-watch teams or storylines to make the regular season matter for us or whoever's watching. If people are looking, if they don't have a team, because you're going to watch your team, but if you don't have a team, you want to watch something else, what is it? And let's start with the NHL. Sean, you're a big Rocket Richard guy. <laughs> hey, Rocket Richard. I'm, I'm a big fan of goals, Albert. I like goals. You know, you know great movie? The Rocket. The one about Maurice Richard. I never watched it. it. But oh, we used to watch it at French class at school. He's he's watching The Rocket. We're watching The Matrix. I don't yeah, know. exactly. Um, yeah, no, I... I I think this season in the NHL, like there, we we talked about it a bit on Friday's show, and if those who missed it, it was just like there is a crop of goal scorers and, and elite superstars that there hasn't been in a long time. That mixed with the the rule changes and just like the way the way the, the speed of the game, you can see, I don't know, ten people probably compete for this trophy that's most goals in the NHL um you know from McDavid to Drysidel Matthews Ovechkin Brock Besser uh, Pasternak um no I don't think Brock Besser but I mean he's had a good start to the year um so I just I just I love that and I love like the little side stories that that are within that as well like uh, can you know is you know the McDavid is he as great as he as as everybody thinks? Can Drysaddle finally? I want to say break through, but can Drysaddle finally become the number one as opposed to the number two or number three goal scorer in the league? Ovechkin, right? Like chasing Gretzky, huge, huge storyline. I don't think he'll score seventy three goals this year, <laughs> uh, as that hasn't been done in a long time. Um, but uh, I, I just love that. You can watch a game any night and you're watching an elite superstar try and chase uh, an award at the end of the year uh, for most, most goals in the NHL. I think I think it's going to be entertaining. Well, I want to just, I thought something that popped in my head when you were saying that. Yeah, yeah. The fact that we don't talk about the R. Ross trophy because it's already a given that Big David's going to win it. Does that just for, speak for to, most points? Yeah. yeah. Does that just speak to just how that, 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 that conversation is completely gone. It's now with the goal scoring. Yeah. As long as he has legs and he's able to play, <laughs> he's going to win that award. Yeah. And I, look, I, I do agree with you. I think you guys, you mentioned all the guys you mentioned, but. But on a night to night basis, yeah. how do you make that matter to you? What do you, like, who are you watching? What players are you watching? What games are you watching? Because it, it's it's more of a marathon type deal mm-hmm. with the Rocket Richard, right? Yeah. Night to night, you're not going to get a hat trick from Matthews every single night. Maybe I mean he's on that pace. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Justin Pooney doesn't want that to happen. But no, that's fine. no I, I with the Rocket. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I I hear you, but I mean again, we that goes back to the marketing of the NHL. They're doing a better job of that. Uh, goes back to you know again because there's so many of these star players, you're going to see a lot of these matchups, and the, the NHL likes to highlight those matchups on. The their Wednesday night rivalry, their Saturday nights, etc. Um, so yeah, does it make the regular season matter as much to, to the common fan? Probably not. 
I mean, uh, if you got a little bit of do re me on it, then it does. Yeah. Definitely helps. I will say that if that if there's one thing to make the regular season matter for you, even if you're against if you, gambling, if you shot props, if you goal props, well, be betting night mm. in and night out. I'm not saying go bet the bank and bet what you can't afford, yeah. but when you bet on games, it makes it much more entertaining. Absolutely. I'll tell you that. You have dude. a way more invested, interested. In games. 82 games is a grind, bro. It is, and think about it. Right now, the season just started, right? And it's very everybody's all excited, but give it like a couple weeks. It's going to go right back down. It's true. It's going to slow down, yeah. and it's going to pick up again in, like, end of February when the playoff chases kick, pick up again, right? Yeah, November, December I, is a bit of a grind. I think it depends, January. right? Like, I mean, Albert and I are Leafs fans, right? You're right. And, and I'm not saying, like, it's not a foregone conclusion, but right now we assume that the Leafs are going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, we almost count on it. Yeah. And it's a fun team to watch, but sometimes... We take that success for granted, perhaps. I, at least I'm coming from my point of view. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, yeah, like this game might not matter as much. I don't need to watch Leafs Columbus because I assume they'll win. And I assume that at the end of the year, I'll find the Leafs in the playoffs. And then I can really focus in on it. Brother, last season, from January on, we knew the Leafs were going to play Tampa Bay. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Like, co- that can't happen. Oh, this I, is what I'm saying the, the by the regular season is, not is, mattering. The playoff format yeah. is make, terrible. Make the regular season better. Change the playoff format of the NHL. Get, right? Batman doesn't want to do that, though. That, these changes aren't going to come. If anything, they might add more games. Oh, uh, that's how you make the regular season great. Just get rid of Gary Bettman. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's uh, true. NFL, NBA, NHL. Yeah, I think it's more likely that they'll add more games than take away. Well, the NFL, it all comes. The, it's all just a pure money grab, the, right? The, the the NFL added. You know, that one extra game. They eliminate one preseason game, add an extra game for more money, right? I, the NHL, some teams play like eight, six to eight preseason games, right? It's a, it's a little different. It's though. crazy, right? Like, but even they like, but I could see the big, okay, fine. You can only have a max of, you know, three to four preseason games. And they add, you know, an 86 game regular season. I think they should change that it. preseason thing, especially in the NHL. Because, mm-hmm. guys, it, this isn't the 80s or the early 90s. Yeah. Guys are coming in already in shape. Already in shape. Yeah. But think about, like, it's tough because, like, even, uh, again, I'm going to say for least, right? The Noah, Noah Gregor, right? Wasn't he like a. PTO like a like a trial. You can still yeah. have that. No yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it. I think like seeing him in the preseason, seeing him in game action was part of the reason why he made the full squad, right? Yeah. So I mean, like, again, those, 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 those preseason performances don't translate in the regular season. Let's be honest. Yeah, no. Have you noticed Noah Gregor the regular season so far? Yeah, he scored a goal, didn't he? Come like, on, son. Noah Gregor, what are we talking? No, about? I'm just saying. I'm saying like <laughs> I, there, there is there is a, a point to the preseason. I think that is different than just people coming in and getting. Yeah, into I game think you need shape. a couple for, games for, for come up to yeah, speed for bubble guys on the roster, but for those big guys, it's just oh, well, these guys are all working on the offseason. Yeah. No, of course. Well, you, most of them. <laughs> Not I mean, like us, we, you know? how many times have we talked about athletes who don't stay in shape? Well, I'm going to get to one in a few minutes. Ooh. Right, right. Yeah, Bartolo but like Colon. you know, Alec Manoa. <laughs> yeah, good point, Vladdy. <laughs> oh, Toronto guys, what's oh, going man. on here? You guys are going back to the um, I'll go uh, one for the NHL. I'll go um, watch as much Crosby and Ovechkin as you can mm-hmm. because it really is coming to an end. Yeah. We don't know how long. I mean, Crosby has two years left on his deal. He'll be 37 at the end of his deal. He was asked about it, and he's like, I'm just worrying about you know my one, one, yeah, one year at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I think once this deal's up, it's over. But I feel like with Kyle Dubas going over there, Keeping Malkin, Latang, bringing in Carlson, mm-hmm. Riley Smith. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe the Penguins make a push. They just missed out last season on the playoffs. They did. You know, the Blackhawks winning the last game of the season, which I couldn't believe. <laughs> um, so the Pens pushing for another cup. Then you have Ovechkin, like you mentioned. You know, we talked about this stinger that popped up when Bedard scored his first yeah. goal, chasing greatness. Ovechkin is actually chasing greatness. Mm-hmm. 72 goals to go. Yeah. He'll end up breaking it. 
Uh, but I mean, maybe not the same in terms of uh, team achievements because the Caps most likely probably won't even make the playoffs. I don't really know what position that's in right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when it, and I'll talk about this when we get to the NBA. When it comes to like these legends of the sport, we have to appreciate them while they're here. Because then sometimes when they're gone, you'll start seeing highlights like, oh man, I wish I watched more of that player. Yeah, We'll say that with every single legend that comes through yeah. a sport. And I think you have a limited amount of time with them and they're both still playing at a pretty high level. Mm-hmm. Anytime that they're playing, I think you have to tune in and watch them play. Yeah, and look... <laughs> Similar to what you say, I wanted to see the what's next for the Capitals and Penguins. That's what one of my things was. Is they're kind of in two different positions. I think the Capitals, like you mentioned, not a good team, but their sole focus now is to make sure Ovechkin breaks that record. Sure, yeah. That is the only thing the franchise wants to do mm-hmm. to have Alex Ovechkin, who's been the guy that took this team from you know a dumpster fire for years, but that brought to relevancy, playoff struggles for years, and then finally broke through, won the Stanley Cup. And now to have him break Wayne Gretzky's all-time goal-scoring mm-hmm. record, it would be a great wrap to his career, a great wrap to you know his time in Washington. And then you have the Pittsburgh Penguins, where you have you know Crosby, Malkin, Latang. I disagree with what you're saying about once his contract is up, Crosby's done. I th- could totally see a situation where Crosby, Malkin, and Latang all re-up the, again. All well, Malkin and Latang re-up last year, or was it the year before? Last year. Right, I could see Crosby signing a whatever deal to make sure they all finish at the same time because they just passed Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, and Jorge Posada mm-hmm. as the most, uh, as the only three teammates to play consecutively for it was eighteen seasons now or something like that. Yeah. So I could see them all walking away together, right? Um, but like you mentioned, those How cute two would t- that be? How cute would that be? That'd be storybook <laughs> ending, right? But. Those two teams kind of define an era of hockey. Now we're in this era now where it's yeah, man. McDavid, from the rookie season on. Yeah, from McDavid. Remember, they're hailed as, you know, the bird and bird of magic, right? Yeah. Never really got to that point. We saw, you know, they played the playoffs and that the Capitals finally got over to that Pegwoods hub. Um, but now you see that now they're kind of phasing out and we've seen this new era of McDavid, Matthews, all those other guys, right? But those guys were placed in a difficult position, right? When you look at the NHL when they came in that rookie year, that was a lockout. They lost a whole lot of fans. Mm -hmm. People were upset. And those guys, whether you want to say it or not, brought the league back up, right? They brought it back up through their individual play. And then Crosby, of course, winning a bunch of cups and all of that. And what if... What if so Crosby never got hurt when those concussions? No, it's true. Yeah, right? you can you can question a lot of those things. But and another thing, you know, both players staying with their team from the beginning. By the time Crosby's contract is done, it'll be twenty years mm-hmm. with the same team. Damn. And like I said, from the rookie seasons on, one thing that Ovechkin has on Crosby that Crosby can never get back, the Calder. Yeah. Which I love about this story between the two. Yeah, Crosby's at the Cups, but that first season, Ovechkin I'm caught just, him. He I'm got just glad Ovech- Ovechkin got one. You're, a, you're mm. an Ovechkin fan. I am. They should Truly rename true. the Rocket Trophy, but they won't because he's no. Russian. Oh, that's, uh, that's, I that's mean, a whole like, other conversation, ooh, ooh. but probably, I, I don't think you're wrong. He's won it nine times. I don't think you're wrong, yeah. How many times? But usually it takes until, I don't know, who knows, maybe a decade until the guy, oh, you know, he's after the, he's retired. He's, Ovechkin's won it the most. Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's an animale. Dude, and he's still going. Like, scored 42 last season, 50 the season before. He'll get he'll get 50 this year. Maybe he scores 73. I don't know, 50 this year? Yeah, he, he was without uh, Backstrom, Carlson, Tom Wilson all missed a bunch of time last yeah. year. Uh, as long as, you know, Vetch can stay healthy, I think he breaks 50. I got one more for the NHL. It's the uh, Atlantic Division in the East. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it, it's one of the most compelling divisions in hockey because you have three teams now 
up-and-coming teams mm-hmm. who want to take over some playoff spots. You have Buffalo, Detroit, and Ottawa. Ottawa, damn. Top three teams in the longest playoff droughts in the yeah. NHL. Buffalo look so good. Young players. Same thing with Detroit. Ottawa, they're ready to take that leap. They were close last season. Uh, kind of fell beat, apart at the end. Beat but. Tampa last night. Yeah, then yeah. you got Tampa Bay, right? There's a bit of, I don't know, not, not I'm terminal, terminal. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but... Um, it's it's weird what's going on there because they got the Stamkos contract, that, you know the comments. Yeah, Vasilevsky's out for Vasilevsky's ten weeks with back out. surgery, and I think listen, I think that's a huge loss. No one's really talking about that. People are just assuming Vasilevsky's going to come back and be the same Vasilevsky. Maybe he can be. Maybe he's a freak of nature that way. But ten weeks, you got the Stamkos mm-hmm. thing. They're going to drop off a bit. Then you got Boston. What's Boston, right? Best team ever. Best regular season team ever. Mm-hmm. Get bounced in the first round in seven games against Florida. Then they lose Patrice Bergeron. I think Krejci's gone as well. Mm-hmm. So two staples of that organization for so long are now gone. Marshawn gets to see. The goaltending wasn't that great in the playoffs. Nope. What's going to happen with Boston? Then you got the Leafs. Everyone's like, I feel like across the board, every quote-unquote NHL expert has pegged them to win the Eastern Conference and the Atlantic Division. I'm not convinced of that. You see all those same uh, experts. None of them have picked them to win the Cup. Yeah, of course. So There's that. I'm not convinced of that. They got off to a good start. It's a new-look Leafs. Let's see what they're made of. This seems to be a Leafs team that's being built for the playoffs, not as much for the regular season. And then in this division, you have the toughest guys in the NHL. Milan Lucic, Arbor Jackai, Ryan Reeves, Tanner Janot, Brady Kachuk, Zach McEwen, Austin Watson. All these guys were league leaders in fights last season. And listen, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'm sure you feel the same way. I love fighting in the <laughs> I NHL. Do too, yeah. when, it, when it matters, when it makes sense. Like Ryan Reeves against Jackai, Ryan Reeves mm-hmm. against Felino. Like big tilts. I want to see Reeves and Lucic go at it. If it matters in a game that matters. So listen, you want action, you want you know unpredictability. I think you have it in this Atlantic division. Yeah, and look, and you mentioned it, like, everybody, that division was dominated by Boston, Tampa, Toronto the last three years. And we think that this year, can those teams, you mentioned the young teams like Buffalo, Detroit, and Ottawa finally take that step to compete. Yeah. Right? And honestly, I, I think I said it the other day that I think the, the Battle of Ontario, right, is a rivalry that needs to be brought back for You notice that they're talking about it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And Max Domi's been mm-hmm. talking about and it I a think, lot, too. Like, Again, you guys would know better than me being Leaf fans, but I remember being a young kid seeing those teams play in the playoffs, right? Mm. And that's something that the NHL would need back. You see how big the Battle of Alberta is, right? To have that for the Leafs and Senators would be a massive win for the NHL. You think that's the best rivalry in hockey, Battle of Alberta? It it was. I'm trying to think of one that trumps it, and I don't think there is one right now. It's it's, it's changed now though because I don't know Washington Pittsburgh. No, nah, but that that's a made up rivalry. Media yeah. the media made that like, one up. Still still exists because Crosby and Ovechkin don't hate each other. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They love each other. If anything, well, they they did hate each other in those playoffs. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Philly, right? That was a big rivalry. Yeah. Um, but when I look at the Battle of Alberta, it was better when you had guys like Kachuk on the Flames. And yeah, you, you had that kind of pest. Yes, you got Caudry and stuff like that. But also, you look at the talent disparity. The, yeah, it's true. The Oilers are way better than the Flames, right? And that's kind of one last thing I would talk about this season was is the Oilers' pressure that, that they put on themselves. Can they live up to it? Because they were the only team this offseason, McDavid and Drysdale, were both very vocal this offseason that it's basically Stanley Cup or bust for them because they lost the last two years to the eventual Stanley Cup winners. They got swept by Colorado in the West final and lost that series to Vegas, which, to be honest, they could have won, right? It was a very, very close series, right? And that was really the Stanley Cup finals last year, right? Had Edmonton beat Vegas, I think they would have steamrolled Florida to the finals, right? So can the Oilers live up to all that pressure that they placed on themselves? Because, again, 
Crosby won, Ovechkin won, but these two guys are the two best players in hockey, and they're on the same team in a hockey-mad city like Edmonton. Canada hasn't won a cup in 30 years this year, right? So can the Oilers finally do it and break through? Yeah. But McDavid needs a cup. Like he oh, needs he'll get, a cup. He'll get one, though. He's in, no. he's in like, this may be a crazy comparable, but he's in like a messy situation. Where, yeah. you know, one of the greatest players ever, but it didn't truly matter to Argentinian fans and a lot of football fans until he won that World Cup. I thought you meant a messy situation, like as in a... a <laughs> well, it can get... Because... It can get messy. that goaltending is questionable. Goaltending is a big... But it's not just that. You've been watching Darnell Nurse. Look, yeah. I, I, Darnell Nurse... That defense of, is bad, He dude. takes a yeah. lot of heat, and it's because he gets paid... What is it, no, he does, but I mean, the defense... Okay, the goalies aren't great, mm-hmm. but we've seen over the past few seasons, you don't need the best goalie in the world. No. But if you got a solid defense and a solid bottom six and a top top six, yeah. you're yeah. probably going to win a Stanley Cup. And they have all of that, except for the defense. Yeah. Takes the goalie getting hot at the right moment. Ask Sergei Bobrovsky. That's a, that's a good season. point, too. Um, yeah, no, I, I, again, I think... Bobrovsky. <laughs> seeing ghosts over there. Yeah, I tried to banish uh, <laughs> that from my memory, dude. <laughs> That guy was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, no, I worry about Skinner and Campbell in Edmonton. Skinner. I worry about Samsonov in Toronto. I, again, yeah. I, I think in there, and the, the Leafs defense is, is a little uh, out of whack as well. Um, yeah, Justin, you, you bring a good point. Uh, it's gets tough for McDavid. It'll be tough, tough for that Edmonton team because that's a lot of pressure on a team that doesn't have a lot of depth. Uh <sighs> I mean, and again, who knows who they could add at the deadline? They could add right. a goalie. They could add, you know, some death pieces. Um, I do think they'll poise to make a deep run. Uh, but maybe the, again, I see them as like the new Leafs, whereas they they'll get there no, and, and they're very good. But they've made it farther than the playoffs, and those Leafs teams have already. No, uh, yeah, right. Everybody has, man. Everybody <laughs> it's has. true. Okay, one question to wrap up this segment. Yeah, does Connor McDavid finish his career as an Edmonton Oiler? I think so. John. <sighs> Yeah. What if the next few seasons they don't win a cup? Yeah. yeah. I don't think he does. I'm going to say he will not win a Stanley Cup in Edmonton. He'll I agree. Up, I, I'm going to go with that. He's not I don't gonna... know where that somewhere else is. No. I, is it the States? Is it an American he's team? He's not going to the Leafs. So you just no, no, no. no. The Leafs. I'm just saying for everybody out there, Carter McDavid will never play for the Leafs, okay? Why? You're not going to. Do you know him? Yeah. You had a conversation with yeah. him? Yeah. <laughs> I've probably come closer to McDavid than you have in your entire life. That's not true. Okay, where did you see McDavid? I, I was in a club. I, I was sitting. I was sitting row seven at Rogers. No, no, no. The bench. I was, was in right a there. club. I was posted up at the bar. No, you weren't, dude. I swear. Montremblant. Après ski. You know what that is? That's no. good times. Is what that is. So I'm at a bar. I'm hanging out. All of a sudden, I see this guy walk in with like three girls, like three blonde girls. You're just airing with his dirty laundry right well, now. Well, whatever. This was a couple of years ago. It He's was engaged. No, he was single at this time. He was single. I would never do that. You know, I would never do that. And uh, I look over. I'm like, oh, it's Connor McDavid. That was it. He was like the most like you wouldn't I, even know. I, tur- I turned down a shoot to go to his house. What does that mean? Like we were supposed to film something at his house for the Concussion Legacy Fund. Yeah, and I I, they, uh, I got called by my former employer. Like, do you want to go do this? I was like, no, I don't. Wow, <laughs> disrespect. Why not go to so Connor's you, house? You disrespected Big David. You snitched on Big David. <laughs> I didn't snitch on Connor. This don't was, worry, I'm defending you on this. This show. was pre-COVID, dude. This was like 2017. He, he was fresh off the COVID. That's why I didn't yeah, yeah. go. He wasn't the Mick David yet. Now he's the Mac David. You know what I'm saying? I, All right, let's take, let's, let's take a little break and we'll do we'll do we'll rank some storylines and stuff uh, in the NBA. Okay, storylines 
uh, maybe teams to watch in the NBA this season to make the regular season matter. <laughs> Sean McCormick, you got your eye on one man and one man only. I got my eye on Zion, man. Zion no. Williamson. A lot of people got their eyes on Zion for okay, a So, so why should people be tuning in to watch? <laughs> ah, I oh, see what we did go. there. We're not going there. We might go there. <laughs> why should people have their eye on, on Zion? Oh, how about that one? Yeah, I did. Eye on, on Zion. I did that a few seconds ago. Yeah, he did. Did I just steal that from you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. my bad. You just changed the octave in your voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you sold it better than I did. I made did. it sound better. You, you do like, that. You do that a lot. You this is why. This is why guys like Drake and artists have ghostwriters, right? Because they can sell it. Allegedly. You can write it. I can sell it. That's true. Actually. Allegedly, have ghostwriters. Um, All right, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, I just want to know if he can stay healthy, man. That's it's it's as simple as that. I mean, I think <laughs> I think the Pelicans could be a really good team if he can stay healthy. Yeah, he has he hasn't played more than thirty games in in like. Uh, or sorry, he's he's only played uh, more than thirty games once in his career. Mm. That's that's ridiculous. Sixty one, and he missed a full yeah. full season as well in there. Uh, still very young, uh, has all the potential in the world. Twenty seven points a game, um, you know, dominant force. And the Pelicans mm-hmm. were second in the uh, Western Conference before he got hurt last year. Talk about, I do worry about the depth of, of the Pelicans, of but course. like, but man, I just feel like he could be an MVP kind of player if he can stay healthy. It's just, can he stay healthy? We talk about a guy who was, who had the Bedard Wemby hype. Hey, Zion. I think it, was but his, it, it might've been more. It yeah, was, good it point, was more, but like the thing with Zion is it fell flat right out of the gate because he got hurt so early. He had, he had president Obama at his games at Duke. That's gnarly. Ba- yeah. <laughs> like back injuries, hip injuries, foot surgeries, mm-hmm. you know, hamstring problems. Like drafted in 2019, just, only played 114 games over four seasons. That's like yeah, 30, 30 games. 36% of his God, games. What are we doing here? And he's got a max deal already. See, and you know what? He's a big guy. He, is, he looks good, though. He looks he's, good, right? But the thing with Zion is, honestly, like he doesn't put the. We heard about all offseason. He, he's he, trying. He's trying a whole lot of things, apparently, this offseason. Well, hey. I mean, you, Well, <laughs> he desperately wants to get into the drama. But I just mean, like, it seems like he's... He, according to, like, the team, he's been he's been in New Orleans more this year than any offseason. He's playing pickup in, in uh, you know, the offseason as well back in September. Bro, I'm playing pickup at LA Fitness. That doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. This guy's in the NBA, bro. Like, he's I in the NBA. When you, you look at pickup Z- doesn't matter. When you look at Zion, right, you could look great in the offseason. But once that season starts, you don't have a regimented training plan. That you have, like you have in the offseason, it's easy to bulk up. Yeah. New, you, New Orleans, you go out one night, you can have, there's a lot of great food there. A lot, you could. Some beignets. Yeah. Beignets. Beignets? Beignets. That's like the, the, the powdered yeah, thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. Gumbo, right? Oh, like, I love me some gumbo. Like, what I'm saying is, Zion's proven, we've seen it before, he looks slim in the offseason, and then he puffs right back up, right? <laughs> yeah. He does. No, it's, it's true. It's, You're right. I want to see him at NBA speed. Yeah, Let's see I want, that. When Zion is right and when Zion is healthy for those 114 games or whatever he's played, unstoppable, like 70% from the field, all that stuff, right? Zion is that guy when he's healthy. He's never healthy. He's never on the court. And how much does he really want? He's already got paid a whole lot of money. Sure. He's got a signature a signature shoe with the Jordan brand already, right? What does he have to, what does he need to worry about? Is there pressure on him right now from New Orleans? Not really. This is what Michael Jordan's been talking about. Too much up front for a lot of these rookies, a lot of these and kids. That's the problem. Way with, too much. That, you got Michael Porter Jr. got a max deal. Barely played. But it's hard to hate on them for getting their no, money. No, I'm not. Nobody's no, hate. no, I'm not saying. But yeah. I, it, it can come across that way by me saying that. Yeah. And, and like, go, get, go get what you need to get. Go, you know, secure your family. Absolutely. But if you don't have 
the right people around you, as cliche as that is, you're going to go in the wrong direction. Yeah. Bro, imagine you. Imagine you're 19 years old. <laughs> Michael Jordan calls you, gives you a shoe deal, mm-hmm. and you get $100 million. You're going to lose your mind. Absolutely. Kevin Prince Boateng, I don't know if you guys know who that is. He was a soccer uh, player. From Ghana. He, yeah, he played for, uh, he was born in Germany, played for Ghana, played for AC Milan, played for Barcelona. Bayern Munich. Uh, he, he said himself, he goes, at a young age, I didn't have anybody around me to guide me. I got all this money and I went bananas. And after that, I was, you know, made to be the bad guy and I couldn't stay with certain teams. He bounced around to like 13 or 14 different clubs. And that's why having vets in the NBA especially is so important. Because when you come in, you have all that money, right? All that fame, all that success. You could go down the wrong path. And we've seen Zion, you know. He's going to get into it. He's getting into it. Let's just say he he had an issue with an adult film actress over this offseason, which created a whole lot of noise, right? What I'm saying is this. When you have vets in a locker room, right, that understand the game, understand how to, you know, be a professional, right, to comparing it to the Zion situation, Charles Barkley has said how much Dr. J and Moses Malone helped him out mm-hmm. when he first came in the league, right? This guy was wearing tracks all the time. He's from Alabama, doesn't really know much about being a pro. Dr. J, Moses Malone took him shopping, you know, showed him the ropes, right? You hear about, you know, having vets that help make that transition. Because you, you mentioned, it's a big change going from no money to $100 million in your checking account. Imagine opening up your phone, any one of us, the next next morning, logging in and seeing your bank account and seeing three extra commas there. God. Right? That changes your life a whole lot. No, no doubt, man. And with Zion right now, I just wish that, you know, a guy like even Udonis Haslam in Miami, right? Whoever. If there is a vet in the room that can show young guys, look, you, but you're, this is how we do it. This is how you, you know, keep your business safe. This is how you take good care of yourself. That is so important. And with Zion, that hasn't happened yet. Those dudes don't really exist anymore. Haslam's the only one that really pops up to my head. Obviously, yeah. you have LeBron still out there. And they're trying to force Derrick Rose to be that in Memphis, which I think it will help John Moran a lot because <laughs> Derrick Rose is a guy who was a number one overall pick. Played in his hometown in Chicago for years. Won an MVP, all of that. Has gone through it all. They need guys the Raptors sure as hell need a veteran as well. Guys, somebody that can be in the locker room that just doesn't have to play, but just understands how a team in a locker room works. Mm. That, to me, is something that they need in basketball because the one-and-done rule, guys come in at 19 years old, $100 million, been caught out their whole life. They need a guy in there that can tell them, no, this is how we do it. Yeah. They don't have that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you bring up good points. I just... Uh it depends to me. It's, it's more about to me is if again, the, the health health factor. And again, I think if if you know when he gets healthy, those deals will come for him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he's had the shoe deals and stuff, but like that's why he's not the superstar now. So you've seen his stock fall off. And yeah, yeah I mean, having somebody like Derek Rose for Jean Moran is hugely important. And, and because you've, he's been, he's seen the highs and he's seen the lows. Mm-hmm. Like Derek Rose went through it with his knee injuries again yes. and again and again. Yes. So he's seen the lows. He can hopefully show Jean Morant like how to, how to act, man. Cause that, that's a sad situation. Mm-hmm. He's going to miss a ton of time this season. As well. games? I think no. he'll be fine. Honestly, I really do. I don't know why I feel that way, but I just, cool. I just, I think he, he can figure it out. I hope he figure figures it out. Mm. Uh, back to Zion just quickly. So Gilbert Arenas came out and said, if he puts it all together, he has a chance of winning MVP. So we'll end it on that. Um, what else you got? We're looking at OKC, right? Yeah. I'm Justin? looking at the Oklahoma city thunder. Now, exciting team, Brian, very exciting team. They have a guy who was first team all NBA, a Canadian, 
a guy who might lead the league in scoring this year. Well, he was probably the star of the offseason, right? Absolutely. Right. The way he performed for Canada at the FIBA World Cup, unbelievable. Right? Shea Gilgis Alexander, I think this year, if he could continue on the trajectory he's on and the Oklahoma City Thunder could build up that momentum that they had last year, um, and Chad Holgram is now back and if he could stay healthy, this team could be a top four team in the Western Conference. Mm. Right? And if they get there, we could be seeing our first Canadian MVP since Steve Nash, right? I think that, the, that's a stretch, man. Come on, I talking? don't know, dude. But Jokic is still alive, by the way. But again, we know how big <laughs> the guy who didn't for, win an MVP okay. last year. Look, ridiculous. Give me your top Yo- five uh, MVP candidates: It'll be Luca, Giannis, Shea. I don't know, Dame. No, Dame. Dame won't win MVP because he's on the same team as Giannis. Embiid. Embiid, maybe, but I don't know Tatum? if they had the regular season success, right? Tatum, Tatum, Tatum yes, Tatum. AD? No, AD's not. AD won't Street clothes. Yeah, Street clothes. Yeah. I don't know. But when I look at this team and I look at the landscape of the NBA, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a legitimate superstar. We talked about Zion not being a superstar. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a superstar, right? The way, you know, you look at his Instagram, you look at, you know, he's got the, 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 the charisma to be a superstar, right? He's got the game to be a superstar. He's got the look, too. He's got, he's some, got the I look. like his swag. I'm he not does. Lie. I and can't you know pull what? that shit off. You but. know what? He has the respect of every NBA player out there. You look at all people across the NBA, they love his game, right? When I look at this team, coaching is a bit of an issue for me because I don't trust their coach very much, but they have all the young talent. Once again, right, it feels like it was just, you know, yesterday when we saw Westbrook, Durant, Abaka, Harden, right? I'm not saying they're going to hit that level, but what I'm saying is this rebuild that Oklahoma City has done, right? Sam Presti, once again, all those draft picks, guys, they are very good. They're young, explosive, and they have a dog as the leader in Shea Gilders-Alexander. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder could be a top-four team in the Western Conference. And like I said before, and I'll say it again, they are. Shea could win MVP. I love that, dude. I'm not hearing that take, and I you love can, that uh, take. Canadian MVP, Sean? You, yeah, are, you on, you, are you on board? Yeah, you don't you're hear that. You're scratching your head and you're laughing at Justin. No, What's no, going no, on? no. I, I laugh. I, I just laugh when he says dog and all this stuff. I, He's I got like, that dog in he him. Does. No, no, I get it. I get it. Dogs. I, just, I, just, I want you to come on the show with that dog in you. I, I Roof. <laughs> I got it. It's, it's got there, that, right there. He's got that Shih Tzu in him. Uh, <laughs> I don't so, think you said that right. Shih Tzu. Yeah, that's a dog. Isn't it Shiat? Oh, no. No, it's not That's a massage. That's a massage. I've had two Shih Tzus in my life. We won't talk about my dogs, but let's hear about what you're going to say, Sean. Yeah, no, to me, I think he could be. Again, it's a a tall mountain to climb with with Jokic, with Embiid. Um, You know, LeBron is still there. Giannis. I mean, there's still a bunch of legitimate established superstars. So it would mean a lot more if he did it. Oh, yeah. In a season like this. This is what I'm saying, man. Like the voter for the NBA voters and the MVP are voter fatigue. Voter fatigue and this type of stuff they talk about, right? It's true. Do they want to create If Carl Malone won the MVP over Michael Jordan, then that must be a real thing. Yeah, but again, I think that's why they gave it to Embiid. I mean, again, Embiid had a hell of a season. I'm not taking much away from Embiid. But he also, how do you not give it to to Jokic last season? Well, part of the story was for Embiid was he finished second the two years previous, right? And he should have won one of them. And they're like, okay, fine. We'll give Embiid. Now, he deserved it fully, right? But he deserved the MVP because he came so close. Same thing with James Harden. He came close the year Westbrook won. And I think the year 
the year before that as well. So then he finally got his MVP, right? right? Yeah, it's not how it should work, but I get it. Yeah. I get it, but I'm, but I mean, I'm saying there's like five or six names I think yeah. that are, I would hit that are established that are going to have great seasons. Mm. That I think it's a tougher hill to climb, but it's not impossible. And again, the Western Conference is has a lot of parity. Like I think between like third or fourth and like tenth, there was like uh, four or five wins yeah. uh, between the the tenth and the fourth team in the in the West last season. And, and uh, again, the Pelicans were right there. The Thunder was right there. So I, I think the West is wide open and a lot of interesting storylines. There's the Kawhi Paul George storyline. There's, you know, the Warriors, how, how healthy can they be? Can they, can they contend? How does Chris Paul fit in with the Warriors? You know, the Lakers, yeah. you know what I mean? Can they finally put it together and stay healthy? There's a lot, there's a lot of stories in the West. I mean, if, if LeBron stayed healthy in the playoffs, I mean, there's a pretty good shot. He'd be in the uh, finals. I mean, that's crazy to say, but he wasn't yeah. healthy at all. Uh, that's mine for must watch is LeBron James. Similar to Ovechkin and Crosby mm -hmm. guys, year 21 age 39. Like no one's doing that at his level. And it's not, it's not so much, you know, how much time do we have left to watch LeBron is how much time do we have left to watch LeBron at this level? Right. He's still and one of the elite players in the NBA. Still top 10 player in the NBA. In, in postseason, he was still averaging like what? Top 15 oh, in the postseason, yeah. went to the Western conference finals and he's going into year 21. And I'm just looking at year 20 comparables, right? So in year 20, if you play 55 games, 35 minutes a game, 28 points per game, eight boards, six assists, went all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Look at Vince Carter, who's played the most seasons ever, 22 seasons. In year 20, he played 58 games, 17 minutes a game, five points per game. Dirk, year 20, 77 games, 24 minutes a game, 12 points per game. Kareem probably had the closest in 74 games, 22 minutes, 10 points per game. Lakers went to the finals. Then you have KG, year 20. Mm -hmm. 38 games, 14 minutes a game, three points I, per game. I don't <laughs> think LeBron will like take a back seat like that, though. No, no, but that, that's exactly what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. You know, those players, maybe outside of Kareem in year 20, that was truly the twilight of their career. Yeah. And you saw you saw the exit door. Yeah. With LeBron, you don't really see no. that. You know, he made mention to it after they got bounced in the Western Conference <laughs> Final, <laughs> but that was more LeBron doing his media thing and making it about him so people would talk about him rather than Jokic and the Denver Nuggets going to the finals. Yeah. Yeah. But playing at this level at that age, and it looks like he's probably going to stick around until his son plays yeah. in the sure. NBA. So we're going to see him for a while. I just... I think we need to watch him while he still has this ability because he's going to slow down at some point. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's right now. The Lakers are what top five, top six to win the championship. Mm -hmm. He's going to be in the mix this year. And every yeah. time he plays, I think you got to tune in to watch this guy. Well, when you look at LeBron, right? We talked about earlier, he spends a million dollars a year on his body. The guy's still in a peak freak athletic posi uh, yeah. position, right? Um, when I look at LeBron James, and look, I think Michael Jordan's the best player, but my LeBron James will be my favorite player since he stepped foot in the NBA. Um, to see what he's doing, and he's calling this year the prime time year, right? In honor of Deion Sanders, right on his Instagram, <sighs> right? So going back to Dion. But look, what uh, LeBron is Dion. what is LeBron's doing is unprecedented. I don't, and I think LeBron when he leaves, people are gonna be like, he's still gonna play another three four years, right? He's still gonna play. He will when he retires, right? He'll he'll never. He won't have all those stats you mentioned for the guys in your 20. LeBron's still going to average 20 plus when he retires. Whatever yeah. his final year is, he's going to average over 20 plus. You know, if it's five to six rebounds, you know, six to seven assists a game, he's going to be that until he, he decides. Whenever LeBron decides he wants to quit and wants to move away from the game, then he, 
but he'll always be at the top of the game. The fact that he's in year 21, yeah, and we're just still mentioning this guy as one of the 10 best players, maybe five best players in the NBA. Never seen him before in anything, any sport. Yeah, listen, Shaq just, just came out and said he believes that LeBron is going to want to extend his scoring record. So yeah, no yeah. one can ever even come close. Yeah. He broke it last season. And if that's another added motivation, we might even see another level of LeBron. There, there's like LeBron, and that's why I said a few minutes ago, like he won't be able to not play like 30 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Like he is just that kind of competitor, that kind of driven athlete that will want to make sure that nobody can touch his records. It's I want to equate him to Tom Brady. And, and, and Tom Brady played for a lot of years, played at a high level. To, to be honest, I think he, he, you could see over the past couple of years his skills were declining. You haven't seen that yet with LeBron. Um, you've seen him maybe get a little more unhealthy, but mm-hmm. I still think his skill set is there. And Tom Brady, I, th- I still think if he was playing this season, would probably be in the top half, you know, like around the 15th yeah. best quarterback in the league at his age. And I still think, and again, I think he didn't want to do it anymore because he wasn't at the level that he wanted to be at. But I also think, and I think that with LeBron, he's not there yet. He's still, I think at the level he thinks he can be at. Mm -hmm. And in three years, you might see a bit of a decline. He'll still be a hell of an NBA player, but not where LeBron wants to be. He'll have played with his son and that's why he'll call it quits. He could still play for another five, six, Mm -hmm. seven years. Mm -hmm. I think probably be one of the older players to play in the league. But I just think he won't be playing at that time at the level he wants to be at, and that's why he'll, he'll retire. I, see, I think that once LeBron plays with Bronny, right? It's his last year. That he doesn't care after that. Because yeah. he's done everything. He's won titles. He's won in multiple different locations. You know, he won in Miami, won Cleveland, broke the all-time scoring record, played with his son. Well, I think LeBron, even though he could, he knows he probably could still play, right? I think once he realizes that, he's like, I would also have to play for. But he's not coasting either, no, right? He's like, not. like it's not somebody who's just like waiting it out to and play the with Lake, his son. And the Lakers need him to be at the best of his best. They want to win because the reason why they're in the top half of you know title odds is because. They have LeBron James, who's at the still at the peak of his powers. Right? He's not just some passenger, and no, we're still probably he's the going. Bus driver, and we're going to go. We'll see Olympic LeBron again. Oh yes, that. So this is this is this is not ending anytime soon. Nuts, man. I said hey, that's important, but like just the, the USA team is always stacked. Not, so like LeBron, well, they is weren't be, they weren't this past no, offseason. But I'm saying well, this 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 upcoming Olympics, they're going to have Embiid. What's the nickname? We, we heard redeem team before dream team redeem team dream team 2.0 whatever you no, want to name monsters whatever monsters <laughs> that's good they're gonna have you know steph KD, yeah lebron book booker Embiid, dame you know anthony edwards maybe you know they're gonna have there's gonna be like jason tatum right like what i'm saying is this team is gonna be when the united states gets embarrassed like that and they put it out there, this team is going to destroy everybody. And Canada's going to coast to a silver medal. Hey, that's all right. Coast yeah, absolutely. That's all right. I don't, I don't think Canada's making silver. Dude, Canada's winning silver at the Olympics. No. That, you know what? Remember when the Dream Team got together and the, we hear the stories about the famous practices? Yeah. I want to see those practices when that happens. Well, we started with, with this the, new team. Two, the 2018. I when, love that, dude. The, that, that documentary about the, the team from 2008 yeah. where yeah. Kobe came in and everybody was like, okay, like, this guy, we're going out and we're coming back in from our night out and Kobe Bryant's going to the gym to work out. 
right? To, That's Kobe. To tie a bow on this, though, like, oh, the, oh. The, the regular season for me in the NBA hasn't mattered in a long time because of the load management and because of um, the, the, their superstar players not playing. Like, how, how frustrating is it to, again, we've talked about it, mm-hmm. just like to bring your kids to a game and, like, LeBron's not playing. I don't know. I'm not bringing kids to a game because I don't have any kids. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm busting your I yeah, yeah. I'm serious. So, yeah, so, so like, I, think, I think that the NBA is doing the right thing here by, like, trying to make it mm-hmm. so that... Good luck. And with the in-play tournament and all this stuff, they're trying different things to make the regular season matter. And... You know what I mean? And that's a step in the right direction because for a long time, I, I wasn't invested in the NBA regular season. And it, it's going to be tough to be invested as a Raptors fan this year, too. Well, yeah, I, I love some stuff. of the shows here. I love watching Zion. I think that's going to be must-watch. Shea MVP, that's a show, dude. Shea MVP, if that happens, that's one of the biggest things that happened in the NBA in a long time because that'd be unprecedented, as they say. Uh, what did I see? LeBron. Uh, I got a few more on this list. We don't have to really talk about it. Damon Giannis, I think that goes yeah. without saying. You want to see that two-man Absolutely. game between them. How far can they actually go? Can we see like you know yeah. that game that we've seen in the playoffs before? But now with Giannis, like mm-hmm. what's that going to look like? Harden and Philly, Daryl Morey. How's that breakup going to unfold? It's got to break up sometime. It's what's Embiid going to do? Is Embiid going to be like, you know what? Screw this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Trade me. Trade me that could happen. Mix. And then the uh, in-season tournament, which I really have no expectations for, I but I do think it can be good if if the players take it seriously. I'm just not convinced yeah, that they do. And I think like you mentioned, like. Um, for me on the end of the season tournament, it's kind of like, okay, we'll see what happens, right? Like, I have the expectation level for that is like zero. It's low, I know. Right? Like, I don't, I don't, I expect them not to care. If they do care a little bit, it'll be a pleasant surprise. They're, yeah. they're trying. Yeah. The NBA's trying. You gotta trying. try different things, right? Look, I mean, you get your, they're trying to make the regular season matter, and that was make what it this, great again. They're trying to yes. make it great again, and that's what we tried <laughs> to do today. So hopefully, we accomplished that, boys. Yeah. I think we did. All right, that's it from us at Homestand Sports. Thanks for watching. Uh, We'll be back with another episode next week on Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the pod, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify as well. The video version, if you want to watch us and see our beautiful faces, will be up at the Homestand Sports YouTube. Every podcast will be dropped there as well. Thanks so much for watching. I'm Albert Vartanian. This has been Homestand Sports. Homestand Sports.